followers. Followers has a whole different uh, meaning these days. Um, any of y'all know about Twitter? Have you any heard about Twitter? Yeah. Any of you have a Twitter account here? So, yeah. So Twitter, uh, you send out tweets. They're 140 characters long, and uh, you tell about things going on in your life, and people follow you. Um, so I have a Twitter account here, and let's see the slide of that. So you can follow me at. Uh, uh, if you see there, Pat, at Pastor Lynn WUMC. I had a very good week on my Twitter account this past week. Uh, I had uh, my followers went up by 1.72% this past week. Uh, I went from 58 to 59 followers. <laughs> I got one new follower this week. Uh, so it's a great week for me. I had 11 views on my uh, uh, Twitter account. Uh, so I'm just uh, ecstatic this week about uh, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, what I usually do is four or five times a week, I'll put a, a scripture verse there as a, a, a breath prayer for you to breathe in and breathe out for you to be centered during the week, if, if you want to follow me. So um, there are some other people that uh, have a little bit uh, better following than I do. Um, and let's see who get, has the most followers on Twitter today. It is Katy Perry. She has 63.3 million followers. Yeah, number two, Justin Bieber. We had to blur his image here because he was inappropriate for most of you in the congregation today. Uh, I am not making this up. Uh, uh, 59.2 million followers, okay? And then number three, our president, Barack Obama, who has 53.1 million followers. And let's see that whole slide there, everybody together, all of us compared side by side. Yes? No? Okay. You're not going, you're, you cut that one out in the second service. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad you did. <laughs> uh, Jesus comes along. He says to Philip, follow me. It's an imperative. All of us follow something. Am I right? All of us follow something. We might follow the stock market. We might follow a sports team. We might follow fashion trends. What do you follow? Maybe even more appropriate today, whom do you follow? Jesus still comes along and says to us, follow me. Philip did, and we can tell that he was a follower of Jesus, one of his first, because the very first thing he does is go find somebody else. He finds his friend Nathaniel. And the way that Philip gets Nathaniel to follow Jesus, he gives a review, he gives a recommendation. Have y'all heard of this other website? It's called Yelp. Have y'all heard of this? Anybody? So if we could see a picture of that, please. Are we having problems? Nope. Okay, so Yelp is a place where you go and you write a review or a recommendation about a restaurant or a shopping or uh, a gymnasium or just a whole range of things. And so when you type in Westlake Hills United Methodist Church and religious organizations, there's not that many up there. And I'm, I know the print's awfully small, but you can do this at home, Okay. 
and there's not that many reviews, and we're not up there. <laughs> I'm weeping at this point. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Uh, I would wish some of you would write a positive recommendation and give us three or four stars or five stars or something like that up there. Um, because this is exactly what Philip does. He makes a recommendation. We're going to get to his recommendation here in just a moment, what he says about Jesus. But it's a very powerful thing for you to make a recommendation. You're doing this all the time, aren't you? I mean, I, I know as a staff, we had lunch this past Tuesday. We're sitting around the table, and what started happening as we were eating? Nancy here goes, well, you know, our family got to eat at Uchi, this restaurant. This, we tried to get in once, but it was so crowded, we had to make a reservation two weeks ahead. But, oh, the food, it was lovely. It was well presented, and the service was so attentive, and the price was really reasonable. And we were all going, can we eat at Uchi? This is all that we're doing is all the time is we're writing recommendations. What would you write about Westlake United Methodist Church? What would you recommend? What would you say? Um, there's a, a, a woman in our midst uh, named Erin Cowden, and uh, she has a, a recommendation. She's going to talk to us via video right now, okay? I'm Erin Cowden. We've been going to this church since my daughters started preschool here. So I have three girls, and my oldest daughter, Connor, started preschool when she was three or four, and she's now 16 and a half. So 14, 14 years or so we've been members of this church. Before Christmas, I was at a mom's coffee group um, with other women from our elementary school where my kids have gone. And I was one of the, you know, kind of more senior moms because kind of aging out. So I didn't know a lot of the other women. And we're sitting around in a group of maybe 10 other women, kind of just chatting and getting to know each other. And one of the women said out of the blue, oh, I've been taking my kids to the Westlake Church over there on Redbud Trail. They have this service for kids and it's just wonderful and then another lady said oh we've been visiting there too and we just love the pastor and he's so welcoming and we just think it's so great and you know it turned out three or four of the random women who was were in the room with me had all had good experiences with children first and of course that gave me the segue to go oh Oh, Wesley United Methodist. I've been going there for years, and my daughter participates in that, you know, service regularly. And you know, you should come back. And it gave me a chance to talk to them about, you know, all the cool things that um, go on with children's ministries, like the fish group for fifth grade, godly play classes for the, you know, first through third grade, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just left me with a really good feeling. And I think I'm going to see some of those ladies again. I'm going to look for them and their kids to come back. So. It was really cool to be there. I just felt like, yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's, we're doing this all the time about writing reviews, making recommendations. We can do it about our faith, about this church, about following Christ. Uh, that's what Aaron was doing. That's what those women in that group were doing about Children First and the children's ministry here. What would you write? What would you recommend? Yeah, be thinking about that. Um, Philip says to Nathaniel, this 
he gives this review, this recommendation about Jesus. He says, we've found the one that Moses wrote about and the law and the prophets wrote about. Jesus. He's uh, Joseph's son from, from Nazareth. And Nathaniel started following. No, no, he didn't. Uh, what did Nathaniel do? Nathaniel said, uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I know you're never met with skepticism when you give uh, an invitation to somebody at the church, right? I mean, people respond a little bit here. <laughs> people have been hurt. I mean, they've been hurt by the church, by the faith sometimes. We don't always do it very well. And I'm we just need to own up to that, that we don't do it very well sometimes. Um, so Nathaniel, he kind of pushes back. And of course, Philip's response is to argue with him, right? No, he didn't argue with him. I have never argued anyone into the faith. Have you? Yeah. I'm right and you're wrong. That just goes over real well, doesn't it? Uh, trying to talk about Jesus and following him. No. What Philip does is to say, come and see. It's, it's what uh, Martin Luther King Jr. did. He didn't argue. He modeled. He talked, but more than that, he acted. We have a great quote from him since we're celebrating him tomorrow. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And Martin Luther King, he taught this uh, nonviolent protest, and he, he learned it from Mahatma Gandhi. He studied that, and it's, it's really not a passive thing. It's taking an active position of confronting evil and violence and brokenness in this world with your, with your faith. You're holding up a mirror and saying, this is, this is what your actions do to me, but I'm not going to react to you the way that you're acting towards me. I'm going to take, actually, you're suffering into myself. And lives were changed. Our country was changed, right? By not just Martin Luther King Jr.'s words, but by his deeds. This is what we do. We say, come and see. See how Christ has changed me. I have some examples of how Christ is moving in this church. When you can, you can say to people, come and see. Look, look at these, uh, these three things here we've done just in the recent past here. We had Rethink Church Day. Remember back in the fall where I called off worship and we did these service projects to make a difference in the world and we asked people to say, come and see. Come stand alongside me and see what we do in this congregation. And we had more than 60 first-time guests that Sunday because of your invitations to to follow Christ in that kind of way. And here's another one that's just been going on these last two weeks, this positive discipline parenting class. Last Sunday, I know they had 41 folks in that class. We met people at their point of greatest need and said, we'll help you in this journey about learning to parent. How, how did it go today? Some of y'all went to class. Some of you can't. Please, somebody help me. Anybody here? No, they all went to the early service. Okay. Huh? It was good. Yeah, thank you, Amy. I, I, I just peeked in the door. It looked about like it was last week. Thank you. This is why we're here, to make a difference in the world. Here, here's a third one. Um, let's see that. And Kathy, my wife, is very involved with this. Mom to mom. And I know y'all are meeting again this afternoon at 4 o'clock. And there's these, some older, more seasoned moms that are walking with some of these younger moms. 
And I know that there's one mom here who said, I don't want surface triviality. I, I need depth in my life. I need a safe place where I can talk about my faith and be with some other women who are dealing with the same issues that I'm dealing with. Mom to mom this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Come and see. Come and see is what Philip says. And this is what we're doing around this church. And Nathaniel, he starts to follow Jesus and Jesus says something very interesting to him. Jesus says, I knew you, I saw you when you were sitting underneath the fig tree. The fig tree was a place of, of reflection. And, and Nathaniel goes, how did you know me? He said, well, Jesus is always knowing us before we know him. The primary evangelist is, is not us. Oh, I, I forgot my great evangelism story. Jonathan, you almost let me get away with this. Jonathan, back here at the soundboard, he was teaching about evangelism with the youth last Sunday. And he asked the youth, he said, do you know what evangelism is? And one of the youth said, isn't that where you break other people's stuff? <laughs> and, and Jonathan said, no, that's vandalism. <laughs> Uh, evangelism <laughs> is, you know, where you talk about Jesus. But you know what? Evangelism is about dealing with broken stuff, isn't it? It's about meeting people in their broken lives. And Jesus breaks in right there. And that's what Jesus does with Nathaniel. He said, uh, I saw you sitting underneath the fig tree. I, I knew you before you knew me. Isn't that the way it is with Jesus? He's looking for us even before we know that we don't, that we, that we need him. I want to tell a Fred Craddock story. Fred Craddock is a, has been a, a teacher of pastors. He's worked in the seminary. He's a preacher. He's a Disciples of Christ pastor. He's written many books. And I was reading one of his books this past week. He was talking about when he first started in ministry, he was serving in southwest Oklahoma in Custer City. And to call it a city is, is too grand and noble. It was a village of about 400 people that was served by four congregations. There was a Methodist church and a Baptist church and a Nazarene church. And there was his church, the Disciples of Christ. You hear it? Disciples, followers. And he said... You couldn't count on Sunday morning attendance in these four little churches because, because of the weather or because of the wheat crop. He said it went up and down according to the seasons of the year. He said, but the one place you could count on attendance was in the local cafe. Have you ever been in these little towns where all the pickup trucks are? You know what I'm talking about, where all the farmers gather and they talk about the wheat crop and the price of the cattle and the hailstorm that happened. And, and there was a patron saint in this cafe in this little town of Custer City. His name was Frank. And he and a lot of these other guys didn't go to church. You could count on him being at the cafe, but not in, in worship. And he was a good man. He, he was solid. He, he took care of his family, and he had roots, roots deep in the soil. He, I mean, he lived in a sod dugout, you know, to, to get the, the family land. 77 years old, and they all said about him, he'll never go to church. One day, Fred Craddock was walking on the street, and Frank came up to him. Frank was the one who took the offensive with him. 
Fred wasn't going to try to talk him into the faith. And Frank came up to Fred and he said, I work hard. I take care of my family. I mind my own business. Everything else is just fluff. Fred goes, okay, you know, not going to push it. And then there was that day that Frank presented himself before Fred and said, I want to be baptized. Now, people in the cafe, those guys, they couldn't understand this. He must be sick. I, I heard he had cancer. I, th I thought it was a heart condition. You know, you know when you're going to meet your maker, you want to get your life straight. You want to, you know, go to heaven. Fred, the pastor, was talking to Frank he said, I've, I've always heard you say that, that creed that you, that you go by. Uh, what is that creed? I work hard. I take care of my family. I mind my own business. You still practice that? Frank, Frank said, yeah. He said, uh, I want to be baptized because I didn't know what my business was. And he wanted to follow Christ and make a difference in this world. He finally found out what his business was. Jesus still comes to you and says, follow me. If you are a follower of Jesus, maybe your business is to tell somebody else. Give a recommendation to write a review. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.